Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Money and cash. I'm an enigma and cash. <laughs> Sarah Jane. I'm an enigma and cash. It's really funny because I literally watched that show with my parents. <laughs> yeah, dude, me and my family, we watch all the Real Housewives. Oh, my God. That's like our thing. That's so funny. Okay. Oh, shoot, I'm recording. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Um. Oh, we're starting? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, hola. It's been, how long has it been since we well, last recorded? Well, it's been a day maybe when this is coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. But it's been um, like a month. It's been a hot sec. <laughs> yeah. And by hot sec, I really do mean a hot sec because the earth is on fire. Facts. Went to, went to Washington. Oh, yeah. The, they, rain, the rainy state. Fucking like a hundred degrees. I don't know if it's actually called oh. the rainy state, but like Seattle's like known see. for to be Washington State slogan. You all can't like quote me on anything. I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. Today's topic is uh Jonestown. Jonestown, well, as you I guess the People's Temple, which is Jonestown. Well, the People's Tended Temple ended in Jonestown. In Jonestown. Facts. But yeah, um, Bro, what have we done? Made me fucking depressed. Wait, are we still recording? Yeah. Oh. Um, so, Ashley, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, a month ago. I quit my job. Oh, yeah. Ashley quit her job at, at a pool. She was a pool lifeguard. <laughs> um, but they treated her like shit, and we all I told mean, her to leave. It could have been worse. That's true, but... And... I was like, I'm getting underpaid. And then after I quit, my boss was like, oh, you got a raise. What was a raise to? Um, I think 15.75, And I was at like 14.25 before that. Bruh. So I got like more than a dollar raise an hour. Damn. You're almost, you, you're almost making as much as me. I make 15.77. What? Mm-hmm. As a barista? Yeah. Damn. Oh yeah, I work at Starbucks. How many tip? How much money and like tips do you? Um, it depends. I don't know. They haven't split it. I haven't like seen tips. Like they haven't seen them like split them up. Oh. I think okay. it just gets put in all of our. I see. I see. Like they don't because it's not taxed. But yeah, um, Ashley went on a two-week camping trip. Camping trip with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and and that my was my best friend. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we're leaving for a camping trip yes, when this is coming out. Yes, we are. We're leaving in um, four days. <gasps> and so we haven't, yeah, we haven't, I have not started I, shopping, mm-hmm. preparing. I have so much shit I have oh, to do before. Oh, God. I have and to then m- I'm going to Disneyland the, literally the day after, so. Bro, you're. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm literally, I'm going to go home, immediately take off all my clothes and just like wash everything so that I have clothes. Yeah. 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 So that's us. And this is Jonestown. And uh, the reason why we're doing it this week is one of our favorite podcasts, and that's why we drink, which is the first true crime podcast that Nick got me into Very true. Uh, so true. many so many years ago. Even though it wasn't that long. It was like a year ago. But then you stopped listening to it, and you're like, I don't know why I stopped listening to it. Well, I don't know. I got busy, and then COVID happened, and yeah. But um, one of 
either the first episode. I think it's the first episode is Jonestown. It's like I the think f- their first. Ep- I think Christine's first episode is Jonestown. Yeah. Uh, Christine's first episode is Jonestown, and I remember listening to it and finding it so fascinating. So when Nick said, what should we do for our next episode? I was like, I want to do Jonestown, and I want to do it this time. (laughs) Yeah. Even though I hate my voice, but... Who doesn't hate their voice, honestly? True, true. I mean, I don't hate it enough to do a podcast. That's true. And if you hate my voice, sorry, you can stop listening. I mean, I don't I don't think they'd finish the first episode if they didn't like our voice. Mm, some people give ch- second chances. I I believe in second chances. I only believe in second chances if I like you. Wow. Okay. Don't do Nick dirty. Don't. He a bad bitch. Facts, period. Period. But yeah, I I did research on it. And last night I was watching this documentary and it's one of those where they have like survivors talk about their experiences oh, and then, and then they, they have the reenactment. And then they have the reenactment. The dramatization, yeah. And Dude, those are always It was actually funny. good. Like it wasn't funny, like it was like actually like really realistic. Or like obviously I wasn't there, but yeah. How everyone pictures it to be. But my mom's like, Okay, honey, like dinner's ready and she's like, Do you wanna watch anything? And I'm just like frozen in my room, like <laughs> No. I need to watch The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> oh, you needed something to. I needed. Um, I was literally, and the down. whole time we were watching it, I was like, I'm fucking depressed. I'm fucking depressed. Like, this is so depressing because I learned stuff that like didn't know before. And I'm like, that is literally so effed up. Ye- oh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing's effed up, but some, some like little details up. that I didn't know from. Um. When Christine talked about it or just, like, some articles. Like, yeah. I just, I'd look something up and then i find something else out, you know? Right. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And the documentary was just... Documentary? What? Documentary? You can say documentary. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say documentary. Okay, well, we know how I talk. That's true. She oh, says, um, what do you say? Notifications of notification? Leave me alone. No. We all make fun of it. Fun Nevada. I've heard people say Nevada. Yeah, I know. I've heard. People. I've never heard Stop anyone say notification though. Stop messing with our fort. Stop. Oh yeah, we're like. Um, we're in a fort. <laughs> yeah, we're there's like a sheet above us and there's a tripod. It's on top too of echoey us. and we don't really know how to fix it right now and it's probably still echoey. It wasn't as echoey when we um when we played it back. Yeah, but. So we're doing this. I've got my drink that Nick made for me uh-huh. in my hand. I made her her drink. He made me my drink. And... Sorry, I was yawning. And I just heard my AC turn on. Oh. Good. I'm so... I'm, I'm, I'm literally sweating underneath this tent. Ignore thing. the AC if you hear it. Yeah. I don't think that you should. I thought that was the train. Oh, no. And stop mentioning when the train comes by. You can't. I. I was. Re, I was editing, and you're like, "Oh, that's the train," and you can't even fucking hear the train oh, really? in the recording. I'm like, "Dude." <laughs> um, so should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. All right. Uh, Jim Jones was born May thirteenth, nineteen thirty-one, in Lynn, Indiana. From the get-go, he was always religious. This was due to his family facing harsh times during the Great Depression when they moved to a shack without any plumbing. Fuck that. Work. Imagine 
But, like, imagine growing up in the Great Depression. Can't imagine that. I was looking through my grandma's family tree that my that my great-grandma made her and all uh, her kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking at, oh, like, oh, born in, like, 1893. I'm like, bro, what? that was a thing. <laughs> like, Honestly, I can't comprehend anything. Before, like, before, the 1950s almost. No, I can't even comprehend anything before, like, 2003. Really? Yeah, like, that just doesn't seem like it was real. Mm. I think, like, where it starts to kind of fade out for me is, like, before the 1900s. I'm like, oh, <gasps> settlers? Like, uh. There's, like, these videos on TikTok that I sometimes see where it's, like, um, France in, like, the 1800s, like, the 1890s, and it's, like, colorized, and it's, like, people walking, and it makes me laugh because I'm, like, imagine people wearing clothes like that like mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. it's funny being a regular church goer as a young child what <laughs> that's the only thing <laughs> this is why this is, this is why we proofread delete Anyways, like many serial killers, Jones was described to be an extremely weird kid that was obsessed with religion and death. Oh, sounds like every other serial killer. Mm-hmm. He allegedly hosted funerals for dead animals around oh. his parents' property. Work. Okay, but that's kind of cute. Like, I used to do that with my fish. Yeah, that's not as bad, but um, he stabs a cat to death, which yeah, is, like, that's, not... Yeah, um, that's... No, definitely not do that. But I would always bury birds, and I remember one time... Yeah, when we had your... Okay. Last year, <laughs> Ashley had two fish, Gatsby and Daisy, because she named them after the great Gatsby. I didn't even name them. Patrick named them. Oh, true, true, true. He got him for... When did he get them for you? Junior year? So that was... My what? 17th birthday. So that was 2018. So they died in 2020. So they lived for two years, which is really surprising because mm-hmm. they were goldfish. They're freaking huge. They were they, like yeah, they freaking got really koi big. fish by the time they died. And <laughs> they died. Well, I was gone on a vacation. Yeah. I, her mom... My mom accidentally killed them. It wasn't on purpose. We love Nikki, but... (laughs) Apparently. Apparently. Did she forget to feed them or something? No, she changed out the water, and I think it was just too much stress for them for some reason, even though we've changed out the water several times. But I think they just got super stress-induced or something, like, was wrong with the water. I don't know why it would be. But my mom... Apparently, my, my brother was telling me that my mom... She just walked into my room and she's going, no! And she just screaming, she's like crying and sobbing, screaming like, Brandon, Brandon, get in here! And he comes in and she's like scrambling to try and find Daisy because apparently you could see Gatsby like floating. floating. But Daisy was, or it was the other way around, and the other one was like stuck underneath a plant so they were hidden so Oh my God. And she's just crying. She's like, Ashley's going to kill me. Um, but we hosted a funeral for them. Yeah, we hosted them. a funeral during COVID. It was July 17th. Yeah. Uh, Nick made, what did you make? Cookies. Didn't I? Yeah, you made cookies. You made cookies for it. I did? I yeah. don't remember. You made cookies for it. And then my mom served goldfish. And kind of, um, I know, it kind was, of a little insensitive. I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. And then Sydney made like obituary, like fly, co- yeah. yeah, like flyers or whatever. And um, Patrick at his grandparents' trophy shop made 
a literal like gravestone that says Gatsby and Daisy 2018 to 2020. 2020 and it says wherever you swim may you always swim together <laughs> yeah it's literally there it's, it's still in Ash's backyard and like. I and I wrote a speech she did and I presented it and then I buried them and then we had a bonfire and yes, had dinner and yes we did it was actually really, it was actually really fun it was actually a really fun day for a fish funeral but anyway. <laughs> Uh, So he even stabbed a cat to death. And uh, Joan's dad was associated with the... Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, with the Kai Kai Kai. And this was a big issue with Joan's because he um, would often argue with his dad about race. And his dad allegedly did not let one of Joan's black friends enter their house. I mean, that pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, this is back in the fucking, what, 60s? No. No, before. It's like the 40s probably. Because he was like in his 30s. No. How old was he when he died? (laughs) Spoiler alert, he dies. Um, Um, So, I mean, yeah, this was definitely during Jim Crow segregation. Yeah. America. Not, not, I mean, are we any better right now? No. Barely. 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 I can see. Barely. Barely. <laughs> After graduating from high school, he began to work at... Again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After graduating from high school, he began to work at Reed Hospital in Richmond, Indiana. He was well regarded by senior management. However, his fellow staff members reported that they witnessed some disturbing be- disturbing behavior from him. One of his coworkers and former friend recalled an incident where Jones had manhandled a patient in traction while shaving him, resulting in the patient's injury with a straight razor, razor and then gave a menacing look at the coworker. Work. This reminds me of, um, there's, I've heard several podcasts about, um, like murderous, um, doctors where they just like go and kill people just for fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they can, they literally can get away with so much just because. They're doctors. Yeah, they're doctors and they just kill old people. Mm-hmm. That are like pretty much on their deathbed. Which is pretty insane. Sorry, I'm eating my whipped cream. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Uh, At Reed Hospital, he met a nurse named Marceline Baldwin. And eventually married her in 1949, only a year after graduating from high school. Jones and his wife relocated to Bloomington, where he attended the University of Bloomington, and he saw a speech by Eleanor Roosevelt about the struggles of African Americans. This later inspired him to form the People's Temple. He spent two years at the university, then began to take night classes at Butler University. After graduating from Butler University, he began to work in the ministry. Here he became he began to study people like Joseph Stalin, Karl Marx, Mao Zedong, Zedong Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> and Adolf Hitler. Which um 
Damn, he was studying some pretty intense people. And, Joseph uh, Stalin, Mao, and Hitler. Oof. And I, uh, Mahatma Gandhi ain't much better either. Jones got the reputation of being a charismatic churchman that claimed to have psychic powers, such as the ability to foretell the future and miraculously heal those that are sick. Which Jesus! Is traditional, like Jesus. Traditional madman cult leader vibes. Facts. He sounds like Jesus. If Jesus was... Mm-hmm. In 1955, he founded the Wings of Deliverance, a Pentecostal church that would eventually be known as the People's Temple. During this time, he worked with the homeless and in the early 1960s became the director of Indiana's Humane Rights Commission. Do I need... Am I dyslexic? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay. Just do it again. During this time, he worked with the homeless and in the early 1960s became the director of Indiana's hum- Human Rights Commission. He was noted as being a vocal proponent of racial integration. Although due to fears of nuclear war... Oh, what? Oh. But due to fears of a nuclear war, Jones and his family moved to Brazil before relocating to California. For fear of a nuclear war. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? He, at first, seemed like an okay guy. I mean, yeah, I, was, was, I didn't uh, know all that stuff about him, and I was like, oh, I could get behind this, actually. Like, Yeah, like he did a lot of things, but I don't know if they were for a good cause, you know? It could have just been... Him just wanting power, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if he actually believed in... I think I think if you are so passionate about that, you have to be. Because, like, you can be that power hungry and do something with, like, the KKK, you That's know? That's true. You could go in the completely opposite direction. So, I think he was really passionate he, about it. Just, and from what I saw... The people that were part of the People's Temple were, like, good people, you know? Yeah. No, most of them were, yeah. You, they just wanted the world to be... A better place. A better sa- place, a safer place. And I understand that, you know? The yeah, world doesn't? fucking sucks. Like, yeah. people are shit. Yep. In California, the group experienced exponential growth in major cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Such growth led them to move the headquarters of the People's Temple to San Francisco from Ukiah. While in San Francisco, the, the temple became very influential in politics, even having a significant role in the election of San Francisco Mayor George Moscone, who appointed Jones as the chairman of the San Francisco Housing Authority. Do you know who Harvey Milk is? No. He was a, um, a gay... I want to say he was a gay... He, like, worked in politics, I think, and he was really big in... When is this? The 1960s? I'm guessing the 1960s in um, San Francisco. And Mr. George, the mayor, was also... was murdered because Harvey, Harvey Milk was assassinated, and George Muscone was also assassinated, I think, on the same day that Harvey oh, Milk was. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie about it. <laughs> oh, was that recently? Um, it came out in, like, 2008. Never mind. <laughs> Following this, though, Jones adopted the name The Prophet and allegedly became obsessed with power. 
eventually, like many cult leaders, he faced allegation of illegally diverting the income that the people made to his own use. Due to this, Jones and hundreds of his followers moved to Guyana and set up an agricultural commune called Jonestown. This is where things went from bad to worse for many members of the temple. Hmm, now, he definitely goes from like, um, like being an okay person to like, once you start like fucking stealing from the yeah. people that like need money. Yeah, or that like, um, doing it for a good cause. Yeah, or like literally the people that are part of your church. When yeah. you start stealing money from them, mm-hmm. that's when you become That's what always bothers me when like oh. there's a there's um like when people pretend to be homeless oh, to yeah, get yeah. money or and when they're um, not. Like that's so effed up. Or like when a pastor always has like super nice cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um just because they're taking I mean, money like, from people. If you make good money, you can spend it on whatever you want. Yeah, but just don't I'm not take gonna, it from I'm not going to judge you. You can spend it on fancy cars, whatever. I mean, if you spend a lot of money, you should donate some of it to charity, but... Obviously. Obviously. Uh, but if you're diverting money that people are donating to help better uh, the cause of ending racism and wh- sexism and stuff like that, is. like they were. Yeah. That's really screwed up. And you have a spatial... A spatial... Um, you have a special place in hell. In hell. In my opinion. I don't know if I even believe in hell. I don't know. Aren't you atheist? Yeah, but I I don't believe in God. I believe that there is a somewhat of a higher power. That's whether, agnostic. I don't know what I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm always having an identity crisis, okay? That's facts. That's Ashley. But I do believe in a somewhat higher power, whether that be a singular higher power or everyone else having their own higher power like guardian angels per se right. but i believe there is there is a higher power and there is there may be a heaven or a hell that's the thing is i can't believe in something i'm you know i'm gonna be a scientist someday right. i like the facts i like i like the whole thing with the big bang like i don't understand how that happens because we can't like, one day the universe isn't there, and then it is. Right. You know? And that's just as crazy to me. And when people are like, it was God, I'm like, okay. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you believe in what you want to believe. We could go on a whole rant. I'm going to. But it's when people try and force religion that's, on yeah. others. That's what bothers me. I don't have a problem with religion. Unless, as, yeah, un- until they start forcing it down people's throats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's. I think that's how I am, too. Or you don't believe in others having the same rights as you just because... They're whatever, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my rant for the day. (laughs) Jonestown was advertised as being a socialist paradise. However, that was far from the truth. According to Britannica, as ruler of the sect, Jones confiscated passports and millions of dollars and manipulated his followers with threats of blackmail, beating, and probable death. Members were said to have worked long days in the field and were subjected to harsh punishments if they questioned Jones' authority. Their uh, letters from home were censored or confiscated, and an ex-Temple member recalled that Jones said everyone was homosexuals, except for him, <laughs> and that the only heterosexual man on and that he was the only heterosexual man on earth. 
despite being known to engage in sexual what? activities with both men and women. Well, <laughs> I read homeboy. that and I was dying. I'm like, bro. Homeboy. If that ain't the biggest. Homeboy was a little fruity. If that ain't the biggest big dick energy I've ever seen. <laughs> I am the only straight man. I'm the only I'm straight going, man on this earth, but I do have sex with men. But I'm the only straight man, but I do like a, a little dick sometimes. I mean, listen, everyone's a little gay, okay? It's true. You're all it's gay. True. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? What? Well, I mean, no one's like 100% gay. I mean, I know I'm not. Really? Well, I don't like have an attraction to women, but I find women beautiful. I'm not like well, I think you don't have by to. Women. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. What? If you were 100 percent gay, you'd be like 100 percent utterly repulsed by the opposite sex. Really? I think so. Huh. Well, I'm a little gay, but <laughs> <laughs> work. I think everyone's a little gay. Oh yeah, 100 percent. That's what Honey Boo Boo said. <laughs> that was like my dad said something the other day. I said, "Well, Dad, everyone's got a little lesbian in all of them." He's like, "Yeah," <laughs> just walked away. Um, uh, he said that um, all women were lesbians, work, and the guys were all gay, work, and those who showed an interest in sex were just compensating. What? That doesn't make any sense. A lot of what he says doesn't make sense. I don't understand that. Am I just, like, really tired? No. That's, like, what I found online. I was like, that doesn't make any sense, and, who and that showed, was it. who showed an interest in sex was just compensating for what, though? Like, comp- I don't know, maybe, like, their devotion? Oh, no, no, no. I think it's saying compensating for, like, having straight sex, they're compensating for being gay, you know? Gay? Yeah, oh, that's why. I don't know. I think that's what he said. Another ex-member says that Jones hated romantic relationships within the temple because they were seen as a threat to the cause and that the members should be focused on their work. Major cock block. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want, I want to have sex with everyone, but not... No, you I guys don't want, Yeah, but y'all, y'all, y'all ain't... In the documentary, I was watching two members, um, a male and a female both kind of expressed to each other that they wanted to leave and when he found out <laughs> like when they were what no i don't know i was just oh. i was <laughs> when they were because you said when he found when out when like, they were like getting ready to leave he was like are you two in love because you can be together like i give you permission to be together it's like fuck imagine like and, permission. and babies were born there like children were born in mm-hmm. jonestown so people were having sex like they were probably the all fucking like rabbits I mean, what else do you do? You just work in, like, the fields all day and build shacks and... Doesn't sound very fun. Like, fucking corn or some shit. I don't yeah. even know. They did something. They're like, oh, my mind doesn't have time to think. I'm like, yeah, because your mind is fucking brainwashed. Yep. <laughs> Throughout this time, Jones staged bizarre rehearsals for a ritual mass suicide. Can I get a foreshadowing up in this bitch? Yep. Yeah, that's instant. Yeah. <laughs> Alerted from concerned family members about the safety of their loved ones in Jonestown, Congressman Leo Ryan decided to gather a group of reporters and family members of those under Jones' control and went to Guyana. Also, I found out that uh, Congressman Leo Ryan, um, he... Um, 
forgot what it was. But he went to Canada to, like, fight for baby seal rights because baby seals were getting, like... Did he really? ...blundered, you know? Like, hit with stuff, like, with bats mm-hmm. and there's... Bats? Yeah. Like, that's... Baby seals are, like, hit with bats and then they're killed and then they use their skins or Does whatever for stuff. And he humane. fought for the baby seals. That's good. I saw that. I literally started crying. I'm like, <laughs> bro, my hero. Definitely. <laughs> that's a very Ashley to cry. <laughs> Everyone and every... Thing seemed to be in complete kumbaya, but some temple members requested coming back to the States with Ryan by secret notes given to, the, given to the congressman and his staff. Around 15 members left with Ryan and his crew, who was going to stay behind to help with other defectors until he was attacked at knife point at the compound. Ryan? Mm-hmm. Oh. Someone came up and put a knife to his throat, throat and they fought him off, and he was like, oh, bye. Bye-bye. And in the documentary I was watching with one of the survivors, he said, at that moment, I knew we all weren't getting out of this alive. Even though he said we were safe, I knew we weren't. Yeah. Like, once you come, you can't go back. You can't leave. (gasps) Hotel California. Um, And I I read another thing where this one guy, his wife left with all his kids. He had, like, six kids or something. Mm -hmm. To Jonestown, and they were just ripped apart. And he was, he got concerned letters from one of his daughters, so he was trying to fight for them to get back, and then they all died. died. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. As they waited for their plane at Port Katuma Airstrip on November 18th, 1978, several temple men pulled up in a truck and opened fire on the crowd. Another member in the plane that was attempting to leave the airstrip turned a gun on the pilot and defectors in the plane. Ryan, among several other reporters, members, and family members, were killed. Back at the compound, Jones told the members that if they didn't all commit suicide, the military would come and take away their children because of the attack at the airstrip they claimed he had nothing to do with and would torture their children and themselves. Oh. People were then giving cyanide-laced grape flavor aid, where the saying, drinking the Kool-Aid, was formed. Bro, they couldn't even get the name brand. <laughs> I know. They were like, mmm, flavor aid's too expensive. Uh, Kool-Aid's too expensive. Let's just get the flavor aid. And they went with grape. Like, Which if I'm going to die, at least give me some... Cherry or something At least give me grape. some freaking blue raspberry. <laughs> yeah, grape is not a good way. I would be like, fuck this shit. Imagine that being, like, the last thing you remember, like, that fucking was disgusting. And then... Dying? Die. I hope they had some blue raspberry... Kool-Aid up in, up in heaven or wherever they go. Grief is the worst flavor. Oh my God, I'm so dirty. Armed guards insur- ensured that no one would get out alive and some victims were found to have marks on their skin suggesting that we're, they were forcibly injected with the cyanide. Um, like that one lady who was like, uh, I don't want to die. Oh, Miss Christine Miller? Yeah. She's like, um, yeah. why do we have to die? There, that um, doesn't make no sense. Their um, recordings of the entire thingy, mm-hmm. I refuse to listen to them because I don't want to hear people dying. But um, Yeah, Miss, I kind of heard a little on the documentary, and it was 
Not good. No. Yeah, Miss Christine Miller. Um, shout out to her. Um, she actually. Um, she was on the few people yeah, that actually she, tried to fight. Yeah, she tried to fight it off, but I think. And um, as well as uh, uh, Joan's wife. Oh yeah, fought. yeah. She she tried she fought to until all the children were dead, and then they killed her. No, they didn't kill her. She mm-hmm. fought until all the children were dead, and then she took the drink and killed herself. The children were killed off first, many not old enough to know what was happening, and some resisting, to which um, the cyanide was forcibly put into their mouths by syringes. Wait, yeah, syringes. Yeah. Members in the Georgetown house were told they had to kill themselves. A 21-year-old member stopping dinner with her dad one of the family members that came back that came from the states before going back inside and watching her younger siblings throat slit by their mother what? before they turned knives on each other and killed one another damn that was the part in the movie that fucked me up the most i think oh did they show it they didn't show it actually happening but they showed they like about it. they showed the mom grab a knife and be like kids let's go to bed <gasps> and they all go in the room Ew. and they close the door and you hear the kids screaming Ew. and that's the end that's gross over 900 members were killed, 304 of them being children, along with Mr. Muggs, the compound chimpanzee who had been shot. Poor Mr. Muggs. <laughs> Why'd the monkey have to die? Yeah. I, that's kind of funny that they had a mascot. Well, he sold he sold monkeys. Did he really? Is that how they made their money? Yeah, that's how he first started off making money before like the People's Temples. He sold monkeys in America. <laughs> Which um, is a random asteroid. That's like how one of the members became a member was he was like, oh, I want a new monkey. And was and someone was like, oh, Jim Jones is <laughs> some monkeys. And then he became a member. Poor Mr. Muggs. Poor Mr. Muggs. Jones was found with a gunshot wound to the head. And it is still unclear if it was self-inflicted or that if his nurse, Annie Moore, fatally shot him before she turned the gun on was herself. Was this nurse a mistress? I mean, probably he was having sex with everyone. That's true. But his his son that survived said, I don't believe that he could have shot himself, and he's such a coward. Like, he couldn't even go out the same way everyone, everyone else, else was, was going yeah. out. There were, although, a few survivors. Hours before the mass murder-suicide, a level t- 11 Temple members walked 35 miles to escape by saying they were going on a picnic. They fucking knew. They're like, let's they go. They knew shit was let's going down. Let's go on a picnic. They knew shit was going down. Two men were able to bypass armed security. Three other temple members were sent out on a mission by Jones' aide to deliver a suitcase of money to the Soviet embassy. So they were working with the, the Russians? Mm-hmm. And a basketball team cons- consisting of Jones' son, Stefan, left for a competition days prior, staying in the People's Temple house in Georgetown. And um, and his son, actually, when they got the message from Jones that they had to kill themselves, in the movie it shows the woman who stayed at Jonestown, who was the mother that slit the kids' mm-hmm. throats, she turned to her oldest daughter, who her dad was there, and she goes, we have to die. And the daughter goes, okay. Oh. And it's just like, and... Um, the son obviously survived, yeah. so it's him talking like in real life, and he goes, "I just couldn't believe that she was so okay yeah. with all this. Like 
this 21-year-old girl who had the best days of her life ahead of her okay. just says, okay, okay. dying, yeah. And he, he, he couldn't do it, so he got in a van with a couple other people, and they got the fuck out of there. And then he came back later that night, and someone was like, yeah, they all killed <gasps> each other's. Um, and he went inside and saw it. Oof, imagine. I can't even. Yeah. An elderly African-American woman. Hyacinth. Hyacinth Thrash hid under her bed after hearing the sirens blaring with Jones saying the code white knight and slept through the whole ordeal. She woke up the following morning to all those she knew, including her sister dead and scattered Jesus. among the compound. She fucking knew too. She was, she was like, like, I'm going to bed. She's like, I may be old, but I ain't ready to die. <laughs> like work. Um, honestly a queen. Uh, the U.S. military was tasked with gathering all the bodies and shipping them back to the U.S. in only one week. Because of the humidity and rain at Jonestown, bodies became bloated, yeah. changed color, and were infested by insects, with military personnel writing, the overpowering, unforgettable odor of just one body is beyond imagination. That's just gross. Imagine over 900 dead bodies. I couldn't that imagine. Smell. Yeah. I read another thing from the same article that said, one of the main ladies on the mission said, the stench. I will never forget that stench. And I'm like, how, like, like people had to wear gas masks. Yeah. I can't I mean, even imagine. I decomposing bodies smell horrible. I can't. Like people um, and other cases, you hear about people who there's just one dead body in the house and neighbors across the street are like, hey, the house smells yeah. kind of weird. Imagine coming. 900? Nine. Over 900? I can't, I can't, I can't. More than 300 bodies had been claimed by family members, but over 500 remained unclaimed, and over 200 were decomposed past the point of identification. Many relatives couldn't afford the military transport fees, which were nearly $500, for a family to bring home a loved one for a home for a private burial. A cemetery in Oakland eventually agreed to take those not buried by family members. Today... Those who survived the massacre and family members of those who did not continue to tell their heartbreaking stories, never letting the world forget about Jonestown and what happened on November 18th, 1978. Wow. It's just crazy how it, like... I know. It always... Cults always start off fine and then they get progressively worse. I... And it made me really sad because, like we said earlier, it sounded like a pretty cool cult. I mean, I mean, most cults sound cool at first, at first. and then they get you. It's that get you line, like. I mean, yeah. It's like, I feel like if I was in the sixties, I would have been susceptible to a cult. <laughs> I don't think I would be. I mean, I'm not gullible per se. I mean, not a lot of people are gullible that go into a cult. As I don't know. What the I'm thing saying. is, is that you don't know until. You're, like, in that position, yeah, you know? Yeah, and sometimes you don't know until it's too late. Yeah, like, you don't even know that it's a like, pe Like, people were standing in a line, like, well, we fucked up, yep. and now we have to die. And I think for a lot of people, they found peace with that, because they're like, I'm doing something good for the world. Yeah, like, but some Because people- it was... Um, because he said it was a revolutionary suicide. Yeah. Like, we will start a revolution. Those around us will follow... And I'm like, bro, no, you just killing yourself and a bunch of people. Yeah. I That's mean, all you're doing. And he knew. Well, also, he took so many drugs that he was almost oh, dead anyways. Yeah. Like, when they examined his body, they're like, bro, was this guy still really? alive? Yeah. Like, because he had built such a tolerance to all these crazy drugs that 
if a normal person he like died, they would have died. They would have died on yeah. in an instant. But um, his son even said, "I think," and um, some other people who survived the attack, like um, some crew members that came with mm-hmm. the reporters, they said. He just appeared so weak, like so frail, you know. But when he talked, he was so powerful mm. and the like, crazy. And he would wake people up in the middle of the night just to go on these, like, speech, just these random yeah. speeches and ordeals. And people just be standing there, like, bro, Let's, let us go sleep. Back to bed. And his wife would be like, okay, like you've got your point across. Let's go to bed. And have you ever heard him talk? Yeah, I have. Oh my god, it's the most cult leader talking. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm trying to And I'm the disciple. <laughs> like, yeah. And he sounds so southern, but so just like cra- yeah. I don't even know. I, it's not even like a southern accent, it's cult leader accent. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. But yeah, I just uh, like watching that like, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And then watching the documentary, like, when you really see it come to life, I was like, oh, my God, those people. Like, you they know. They didn't know. I just. Yeah. I mean, I think some did, and somehow people were so brainwashed that they're at peace with it. I mean, most And then people, other people were like. Most people probably did There's didn't. no point yeah. in fighting. And, like, there was a lawyer there. Um that was hired by Jones to show the people, like, hey, Jonestown is great. Like, you should become yeah. part of Jonestown. And all this shit was going down, and he runs the perimeter, and there's a guard there. He's like, Jones wants me to go to the world and tell him what we're really about. And the guy's like, okay. And he just gets the full Run kind of, like, runs into yeah. the jungle. And then some other people that survived the plane incident, um, one of the guys, he had a son uh, who was pretty young and when he was escaping he was like this is going to be really dangerous i shouldn't bring my son he's probably better off here and i mean i feel bad for the guy i'm because you can because he's one of the survivors and you can obviously tell he thinks about it every day so while they're getting ready to leave he's he will fully signed off that his son like could stay in jonestown (gasps) and then he he left and Some got poison injected into him. Damn. That's just crazy. I mean... Yeah. Can't imagine. It was really sad. He was like, I regret that every single day. I mean, he survived, but him and his kid probably wouldn't have survived because he was sitting next... He was in the plane that the gunman was in and pulled the gun on the pilot, and he was the one that had to, like, fight off the gunman and got the gun and um, got out of the plane and... Everyone was dead when him and another um, uh, one of the cameramen yeah. ran into the jungle and then came back and was like, oh. Everything is happening. Everyone's dead. Yeah. But, well, uh, I guess that's where we're going to leave it this yeah. week. Oh, uh, God. Heavy, heavy heart. I, cults are really fascinating to me. But also, like, they fuck me up mentally. Oh, yeah. Like, I slept so poorly last night thinking about that. I mean, I also just... Don't get good sleep? I don't get good sleep, and my neighbor's dogs were barking Barking. at fucking 4 a.m., so that was fun. My mom, my brother, and I were all up, and we are just like, ugh. 
And then I went to bed for maybe a half an hour and then woke up at six for work. And I'm like, I should have just stayed up and edited <laughs> the episode. I should have just done that. It's fine. Well. Anyways, so that's Jonestown. Yeah, so that should happen. Uh, I thought we were doing it together. Oh. Wait, but we haven't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so that should happen. Like, just in general. Like, not an outro. Oh. Are we doing the outro? Yeah, but not right now. I mean... Wait, I thought we were done. Are We are, but, like... Oh. I'm we'll so confused right now. <laughs> we'll cut this out. Okay. You're and... okay. Wait, but I feel like we need to finish. Like, we need... Mm. I don't know how... Once, um, we don't have an Instagram or a website yet, um... But, but when we eventually. do, I will post the picture I took of Nick underneath this this, fucking, fucking. this canopy we have here. Because it's, so it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but if you um, if you want to contact us, we do have an email. Uh, currently, it's the only thing we have. The one um, of one per- the one person listening. <laughs> one person listening. Hey, you never know. I'm being optimistic here. Um, like we said, we know we're not comedians. No. We d- we're just doing this for fun. It's something we both really enjoyed, something we've bonded over, mm-hmm. and it really helped us get through the pandemic, at least for me. Like, listening. I, mean, I was ready to listen to podcasts. Wait I know, but I wasn't really into it, and just like listening to it during the pandemic when I'd just be around like the house doing mundane chores or yep. whatever, just like having a bad day, just being able to like turn it on and even though it's dark subjects the one I listen to are pretty funny and they make me laugh laugh a bit and that's our goal is to not just to to give the facts but also give our opinions and mm-hmm. make it lighthearted enough um that um we're not controversial <laughs> um but uh, we do have an email uh, it's called stshpodcast at gmail.com. So you can email us recommendations um, if you just want to say hi. Yeah. Uh, if you want to uh, send in your own stories, I, cool. I'd like to eventually in a couple like episodes, yeah. if we get enough, do um, like a listener stories kind of thing, um, whether it be paranormal true crime anything anything we'd love to hear from you guys yeah and yeah got anything else to say nope i'm just exhausted i'm so i know me too and we're gonna record another one yep we need to get out of this sheet first though yeah we do i'm really hot and i need water (laughs) all right so that so so that that shit happened. happened bye bye bye